Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is... Pat O'Sullivan. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going <laughs> to... What you're going to do. Are you, are you giving up? Is that what it is? It's fucking pointless. <laughs> it's fucking pointless. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustratingly pointless and it's, it's literally, it's pointless. So. It's so funny though. <laughs> I know. Well, at least there's, there's an arc here. The storytelling, the storyteller in me can appreciate the ups and downs of this. The, you know, the life and death of Dr. X. Guys. This fruitless <laughs> journey that I've gone on to absolutely fucking nowhere. And now I have another Twitter account <laughs> that I don't know what to do with. Do I manage them both? Do I delete them? We, I, I honestly, I, I've said this to like so many people, like I just need someone to do my social media for me. We're like, I don't have to do it. I'll just, I'll text you stuff. And if you think it's funny, you can post it. If it's stupid, just tell me it's stupid. <laughs> like I, I need like a social media handler. This is something I'm, I'm seriously, <laughs> seriously well. considering. Maybe one for. of the listeners will take you up on the on the position. I don't know. One hundred percent, yes. Hit me up. <laughs> Jason might. I know he's listening. He might do it for you. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome with that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? Did Jesus come to your house this weekend? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Easter. Yeah, it was all right. Um, <laughs> Did Jesus come over for a different reason? <laughs> Well, I mean, he lives in my heart. Uh, oh. I know. No, it was we. My kids are grown, so there wasn't a whole lot of Easter stuff. I do. Uh, I had to do the Christian rock band thing at church on Sunday. My family, my my family and friends party uh, was Saturday night okay. um, for my birthday. So that was the that was the uh, crescendo oh, of. Right. Yeah, that was that was the kind of the culmination of the celebration and. Uh, you know, it's, it was, it was crazy. It was a long day. It was a lot of drinking and partying. Uh, I did the math later on and realized I didn't eat anything all day, which usually is a recipe for disaster. If you're drinking for like six, seven hours on a completely empty stomach, um, you know, that's not usually good, but man, I'm telling you, I woke up Easter Sunday, like Christ rising from the tomb and was not hung over in the slightest, uh, it was a little winded, but I mean, I could, I was fine. I got up and, and went out and got everyone breakfast and then wow. took my daughter home and then went and ran the soundboard for the Christian rock band and like was just fucking firing on all cylinders, came home and did laundry and cleaned the house and played video games. And like, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, you know, I won't comment on other people, but younger uh, than ever, huh? Right. Like it was nice. Well, I always feel like if you go out and you party hard and some, and this is something that happens, like, you know, sometimes I'll have a few beers in the garage and I'm the next day I'm like, oh my God, hung over. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, you hit it real hard and the next day you just brush it off. And I always look at the times when you brush it off as like, maybe that's the universe telling you like, no, you're supposed to have a good time. Aww. It's all good. You know what I mean? We'll pick up the check. Don't worry about it. So yeah, yeah I was, great. I was crisp and good. But uh, I had a, I had a very uh, interesting weekend in general. The past couple of days, I guess there's a lot of shit I want to talk about. I got my second COVID shot on Friday, oh, which okay. also yeah, that should have done me in too because you know the prevailing theory is that that second shot knocks on your ass for a couple of days. Yeah, it's the worst. Part has not happened. Has not happened at all. Um, well, you got but, really ill with the first one, though. Right. Yeah, which doesn't normally happen either. Usually people get, people kind of shake off the first one and then get hit hard for the second one. Yeah. And, and um, 
not in my case. So yeah, I got both shots now. I haven't turned into a werewolf yet, unfortunately. Oh, and uh, I know this <laughs> really was really hoping to have my DNA altered, which if I did, we'll find out shortly because uh, me and you decided to pull the trigger on that. Um, the ant, the DNA test thing. I'm be- so excited. I have not, I know you sent yours. I have not, I'm a bad person, but that's okay. I don't know if we'll get them at the exact same time because the time varies greatly. It seems um so i don't know but the sooner i get it in the sooner i can get it back i've been having issues with my vehicle so i've been dealing with that that's been wonderful nothing crazy just you know fucking adulting i guess but um yeah we're gonna do the genealogy thing i'm really excited to talk about i definitely want to get into like um you know how they've solved like cold cases and shit with this stuff and you know the fear around the uh the big database and um yeah i mean this Genius. Don't rape it after this. I mean, not that it was like on my bucket <laughs> list anyway, but <laughs> definitely, this definitely is like paint me in the corner where I got to be a really good boy from now on. Uh, with, in, with crime in general, like I just no leaving DNA behind because um, it, it, I'm, it even says when you when you do it, which I was like, I almost wanted to call you when I was doing it because I'm like, do you know these fucking questions they're asking you? They want to sit, they, they, you have to consent to them saving your dna for no less than one year mm. up to five yeah in a, in a database to be used for like other experiments and shit and um they, they say that they'll contact you if they use any of it but that's just to let you know that they're doing it it's not to ask your consent again yeah um which i don't i mean at this point i was like i already bought the fucking thing i'm not gonna say no one and throw it out right um, you know and if they clone me like i'm not gonna know <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, if there's another one of me walking around a hundred years from now, like it's not like it's going to have my consciousness. It's just going to be another fucking jag off <laughs> you know, walking around. I'm gonna you know, for the merch. For the merch, we need to get a cartoon version of you holding up a little swab, saying "No more raping after this." <laughs> this is it. You know, but sometimes I don't. I don't know. That's I'm not going to fucking. No, no, don't. Gonna, you've done enough. Yeah. Uh, but anyway you're right it, it is weird um but it'll it'll be fun we could definitely you know we'll, we'll dive into that when we get the results back and you yeah. know kind of share what what we found out and, and things like that it'll be it'll be fun i'm excited to do it. i've wanted to do it for a while um Me too. so it, i think it'll be a lot of fun i think that a lot of people end up being pretty pleasantly surprised with their results so um i'm excited yeah i mean i figure by may we'll do the episode you know um i i mean when you once you mail it like you so it makes you download the app we use 23 and me yeah um that, that's the one that you picked that i not a sponsor did not yeah well you can if you want but uh i i you know don't there's an app for it and you can track the uh you know the delivery of the package and stuff through the app so oh, mine, that's really nice yeah mine looks like it's going to get to the lab on friday and then um, I don't know how long processing is. So I'm assuming that maybe by the end of next week, I should have my results. So I think like, mass, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a, I don't think it's going to take super long, you know. Um, but once we have it, we can digest it and then do a show or whatever, you know. It's it, And that's nice to have that like in the back burner too. You know, what's yeah. really cool. And I, I don't want to go too much into it because again, well, we're going to, we're going to do a show about it. But um, what's interesting is that Anne's husband um they did the they they got the the test or whatever and he was not able to do it because he had um like some some he had a bone marrow transplant when he was a kid 
Isn't that weird? Right. So he had another person's part of their body put in his body. So now what? His DNA is different? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look too much into it. I just remember her telling me about it. And I was like, well, that's really, that's really interesting stuff. I had no idea that that would affect it. But yeah, apparently it does. I could, yeah, I could see them saying like, hey, look, <clears throat> if you've had any of these type of procedures, which might have even been on the disclaimer that they make you acknowledge when you read it that I just scrolled yeah. past for the most part. Um, yeah, I could see them saying like that could not that they won't do your test, but it could affect your results. Like if you were 100 percent Irish, but you got a bone marrow transplant from, you know, a Jamaican dude like you could register as having jamaican dna when you don't really have jamaican ancestry per se it's just the, the you know this other person's body inside your body yeah um, so yeah i thought that was really i don't know i thought that was pretty interesting what else you got on the docket there uh do we want to talk about godzilla versus kong or has that already played out <laughs> you know what yes let's talk about that <laughs> that's so you're you're right about that um do we spoiler or do we not yeah, fuck it at this point it's been out for a week it'll, it'll be their fault well yeah. you know spoiler guys i think it would be safe to say to skip ahead i don't know we'll just say 10 minutes just to be safe if you don't want it to be spoiled um but we're gonna talk about godzilla versus gong uh, go ahead Pat. When five, did you minutes. I don't, five minutes i don't have that much shit to say all right um, five, you're right five minutes <laughs> I think it came out on Wednesday. We didn't watch it the first night because I had something else to. Oh, I went to my for my birthday. My wife took me to a Shit's Creek pop up that they were having here in Chicago. Oh, okay. Which uh, I don't know if you watched the show, but it's it's a very 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 funny show, and the pop up was pretty cool too. I've they, those are really popular around here. There's like a Saved by the Bell one. There was a Stranger Things one, and uh, we went to the Shit's Creek one on Saturday. So or Wednesday. So I did not get to watch it when it came out on Wednesday. However, we did watch it on thursday i believe and um which was my actual birthday uh and i thought it was good it was definitely a thing that i watched that i did not hate <laughs> okay um i thought like since they rebooted this whole thing i thought it, it you know i really like skull island okay. um i that's probably my favorite of the ones so far um the first godzilla was kind of eh. skull island i thought was fucking phenomenal um the what was it king of the monsters is that the guts yeah. the second godzilla one yep. that i thought was pretty good i really liked the woolly mammoth monster that you, that you saw in the background of a couple scenes and stuff i thought that was really neat um this i thought was probably at least on par with king of the monsters if not better um i think the kong stuff is really cool the godzilla stuff i'm just kind of like i've seen a lot of godzilla movies over the years and honestly the reason i like the toho godzilla movies is not for fucking realism or dramatic depth yeah it's because you like i like to get fucking whatever yeah watch dudes in suits destroy fake cities and you don't get that with this but um i thought it was cool the kong had an axe I thought the battles were neat. Um, the fight at the end, I thought was great. I knew that that was. I called that at the end of fucking destroy all or king of the monsters. Um, that that's the direction they were going to go with it. But uh, with, with I mean, what, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I mean yeah. that they were they were going to take the fucking head from uh, Ghidra. Yeah, Ghidorah. Or Ghidorah, whatever. And Ghidorah, uh, yeah, you know, I think that was that was fairly well telegraphed, which was fine. I didn't need I didn't need to be fucking surprised, but. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I didn't hate it, you know. Yeah, I, I liked it. I 
did not give a single flying fuck about anybody in the movie um oh 100 the little girl it was interesting i guess um but only because it involved kong you know that was it <laughs> other than that i could i could care less. i don't know i still don't know who the fuck any of these people were i mean those one guys man they were podcasters and or that one guy was a podcaster he was so important i don't know um i i don't i really have no idea i just know that one guy had a podcast that's it that's the extent of it <laughs> and um but you know it it's hard because you know because king kong versus godzilla <laughs> was such an important movie to me as a kid like i had the vhs tape it was the first godzilla movie i had ever watched well actually i, I technically uh mothra was the first you know uh in that in that universe that i watched but i didn't know it at the time um but but king kong versus godzilla was the first one i i owned the tape and i ran that tape i mean just until it was dead and um i loved it and that kind of you know kicked off of course you know for me being a 90s kid you know godzilla was also huge or not godzilla jurassic park was a big thing and you know i loved dinosaurs and so i was like oh a big lizard great and also a big monkey it was it was great it was wonderful and so you know it really started off my uh my relationship with these movies so when you know when this movie was announced i was really excited i was i was i couldn't wait for it to come out and then it came out and i think that the hype behind it kind of ruined it for me <laughs> it's not that it's bad it's not bad at all you know what it's a fun popcorn flick um i i didn't mind the uh the violence uh you know the monster fights i wish there were more of them um but i just didn't care about the characters i have not seen the lead the other legendary movies i haven't seen kong i didn't see the first godzilla didn't see king of you know king of the monsters um i did however watch um shin godzilla back in what 2016 and that was fucking great now granted that's a different universe um but you know as far as like a modern day godzilla goes that movie was amazing um this one was okay i you know i, I didn't mind it i think i gave it what a six or a seven out of ten something like that but that sounds about right shin godzilla i never watched because when it it premiered at some festival that a friend of mine went to and her uh response her description of it was that it was it was like godzilla versus paperwork like it was all about the the bureaucracy of the human beings in a world where Godzilla exists and where the government has to deal with Godzilla. I, it's been a while since I read the review, but that was the gist that I got from it. Would you okay. agree yeah. with that at all? Okay, but yeah. I still. But in, in the lead up to this movie, you know, obviously there was a lot of people reflecting on pre. Hold on, Miss Stacy. Bless. Uh, th thank you bless you again thank you um there was a lot of people looking back over the godzilla movies and talking about their favorites and shin godzilla popped up on a lot of people's lists so it made me think that maybe that was it was time for me to actually sit down and watch that one well because it's like a it's like a it's it's like if godzilla was a horror movie really okay it, it's really good yeah you just just watch. you know i'm not gonna say anything else that's your homework this week pat go watch shin godzilla you talk, talk to us next week about it and see what you okay. you know but I, I have noticed you know um brian is a very big godzilla fan and he has kind of made me feel badly because he's made me realize how much godzilla i haven't actually watched and i, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm doing a disservice because i do consider myself a big fan i haven't seen a godzilla movie yet that i don't like you know we had uh there was a video where we grew up there was a lot of mom and pop video stores and they all kind of had their different area of expertise and there was one video store popcorn video that had the godzilla movies and they had oh. fucking almost all of them and you know 
I had a friend uh, back then in grammar school that was super into Godzilla and saw probably all of them. And there was just too many. It's like the James Bond movies. Like, I kind of like James Bond, but like, I haven't fucking seen all those movies and I have no desire to sit there and watch all of them, you know? And Godzilla was kind of the same thing. And and honestly, half the time I try to talk to people about Godzilla movies, I realized that I'm actually talking about a Gamera movie that I saw on MST3K or something. Right. You know, like, I don't, it all kind of just blends together for me. Um, That whole, like, that whole, like, genre. And um, I mean, if, if people that are super invested in it, like, that's cool. I, I don't shit on it or anything, but, um, you know, I guess I just watched other stuff. There's a lot to it. I mean, I, I just, I yeah. think that, you know, for one, I, I didn't have it because, you know, well, I was a poor kid and we didn't really get a lot of media anyway. And they were hard to find. We didn't have all the Godzillas available on VHS, you know? And so, um, I, but I always liked everything that I've watched and, you know, now as an adult, I just realized that there's so much of it, but that will be the next big kind of you know movie watching project that i take on i think is is watching all of the movies all of them and in the monster verse and uh just going through them all so i'm i'm excited yeah. um but it, it'll definitely be you know a, a big feat but i'm definitely not a purist i'm really not a purist with a lot of things you know in general so um just let fucking people enjoy stuff you know what? If, if if godzilla versus kong is your first godzilla movie then so be it so what enjoy it check out skull island though if you get the chance because it's a period piece it's set in the 70s during vietnam samuel L. jackson's in it john c Riley's in it uh it's very i i dug it i dug the shit out of it um i thought it was i thought it was really cool we saw it in the theater um yeah. it's probably my my favorite of the movies leading up to this so okay all right i highly all right. recommend that yeah. there was there was our uh hot take on godzilla versus kong so there was <laughs> One more thing that I wanted to talk about in the intro uh, is um, I finished reading this book um, by William Forston, who's a guy that's on Coast to Coast AM all the time, and it's called One Second After. And, uh, you know, it's about the um, if an EMP pulse, if, if somebody detonated a nuclear bomb in the atmosphere above the United States and, you know, when a nuclear bomb goes off, there's an EMP pulse. And it, it basically disables everything with a microchip okay. uh, in the United States and completely cripples the country. And the book starts one second after this happens, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, if, at first the characters don't really know what's happening because, you know, it's – the thing is is that it, it could go off, you know, it's – in the book it's fired from um, a uh, – like a off a shipping container on a boat in the gulf of mexico and the story takes place i want to say like in in fucking tennessee or something but like so they don't see the nuke go off right but there's but everything's still affected by the emp waves because it's in the atmosphere above um and their cars stop working their cell phones stop working there's no electricity and uh just basically how society unravels and the book takes place over the course of the of a year and um it was it was one of the best books i've read in a very long time and it's something that has been on my like reading list like forever because like i said this guy's been on coast to coast a million times because this is something that like they uh, a lot of people say that our our country is legitimately vulnerable to yeah Uh, you know, not just necessarily EMP pulses, but solar flares, anything that would take down the grid, um, because we don't 
this and Biden is actually just in the not to get super political, but like um, trying to pass a, a, a bill to invest like trillions of dollars into um, our infrastructure for the for the country. Because we do have so many utilities and roads and stuff like that that are just kind of aging and we don't necessarily yeah. put the money into it. And because stuff crosses state lines, you know, one state's going to invest so much and the other, you know, it has to be done at a federal level, like across the board, you know, and that's something that we're trying to do now. And I think that it's very important that we do it, especially after you read this book. And this is something that pops up in a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of doomsday preppers and stuff where they build these bunkers where they stockpile all this like canned water and food and they make faraday cages where you can put things in it and, and it won't be affected by the emp stuff and uh yeah it was uh it was you know I, I read a lot of different shit and i don't know just read like you know conspiracy books and shit but it was one that i actually just finished this weekend and i enjoyed the living shit out of it so very neat well one more time what was the title of that book for people one second after and it's by william forston well, perfect you guys should check that out if you're into the whole conspiracy thing and we know you are because you're listening to the show right now so <laughs> what about you what do you got oh man i got a lot um i had a big deal happen yesterday and i don't want to jump the gun too quickly and and call this something without knowing what it was but I was driving in the car with my daughter. <clears throat> and we're driving down a pretty well-traveled road. So other people were there. Um, and while we're driving, we see this huge, huge, huge fucking bird. Huge fucking bird. Okay. Mm. And at first it's like really high up in the sky, right? And then it kind of starts coming down. And it tries to land on this on this utility pole. And you know how utility poles are like T-shaped? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, the wingspan of this bird was twice the width of that that t-shape across it was huge it couldn't land on, on the on the pole wow and then it continued to fly off and i know guys i know of course of course she says that she saw this thing i was driving if i could have i would have taken a picture um but i was like freaking out i was i mean i was giddy i was like oh my god oh my god it's something it's something it looked like just a, it really like and so that, you know, that's now what i've been doing is try to do you know identification see if it's something that we know of um it but it looked like a giant black crow that's what it looked like just a all black completely black shaped like a crow giant black crow but crows aren't that big i know they're not that big now i'm trying to figure out and maybe one of the listeners can help me with this i have not been able to find out yet I'm trying to figure out what the width of those utility poles are. Now, as I was driving down further, I'm noticing that different utility poles are different sizes. So I don't know. Um, I may just call my local um, electric company and ask them and see if maybe I'm sure they have dimensions on those. Um, but it was a fairly large pole. Now, my daughter was also in the car. So I point out this bird to her. But and before I really say anything to her, you know, I ask her, you know, did you see this? What did you see? And she says, it looks, it looks like a huge black crow. And I'm like, right. That's what it looks like. And so I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, but, you know, I'm going to try to research it more. I am supposed to record tomorrow evening with uh, our lovely friend V again for her show, uh, Life Paranormal with V. And I hopefully will have more information tomorrow when I record with her. But this just happened yesterday. So bear with me um but i definitely want to reach out i know other people saw it i know they did because they were driving down the street with me so and i know the exact location um so i'm going to kind of go back and try to 
you know, vet a little bit and see if I can find out anything. Um, but very cool stuff. I'm excited about it. <laughs> so what's the weather like by you right now? It is 70s and it was 70s yesterday. Okay. So, and this is like, is I, I we're kind of in the same climate region, but yeah. So like it's, so this is like the first warm spell that you've had this year. Pretty much. Yeah. This is, this has definitely been the night. I mean, we've had, well, you know, Midwest, we've had off days randomly, um, right. but we've, we've pretty much been consistently in the seventies for the past week. Yeah. We're definitely moving into spring. So maybe that, you know, that could, it, it, assuming that it's not like a completely paranormal creature. Right. But uh, I mean, you look at it like this, if it was, you know, uh, like a natural, like it just, I mean, obviously a big ass bird, right. but um, you know, it could be out and about because we're moving into be. spring. So yeah, it's that, that, it's that time we're starting to get the, you know, the ducks and the geese are starting to come back and things, you know, so it makes sense. Um, I, I, I want to rule it out. You know, I, I want to make sure that it, it, you know, couldn't have possibly been anything at minimum though. What I, what I figure is that those utility poles across, they're probably, probably four to six feet. Well, I mean, it, it, I, I'm not saying it's not a Thunderbird, but I'm just saying that like, you know, it, it as far as it being like an apparition or something or, or like, you know, like a demon. Other people <laughs> thought, yeah. Well, yeah, my kids saw it. So that's good, you know, and, and I definitely, like, I want to ask around, like, we've got that neighbor's app, I want to ask, because it was in my neighborhood, I'm going to ask around there, see if anybody, because then it flew off into the neighborhood, and I'm kicking myself in the ass, because I was driving my kid to the doctor, and, you know, I'm trying to kind of grapple with what I just seen, and I'm driving, and I'm like, do I turn around, do I just continue about my day, what do I do here, you know, by the time I really, it had really kind of settled, I was already, you know, in the car, I was already too far away to really because it was probably long gone because i saw it. it took off into the neighborhood it was gone you know um but i'm sure other people i mean i'm, I'm positive other people had to have seen this thing it was, that so that, na- <clears throat> that neighbor's app is not a bad idea that that would be an excellent yeah. resource yeah so just th- throw that out there and see what you get um because i mean honestly in my neighborhood they use that thing for coyote sightings all the fucking time and lost it's, cats, uh, same so. for us for also our why we have wild turkeys so <laughs> what <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> So now when you say that it was like a like a giant crow, so it had a it had a pronounced beak, right? Yeah. Yes. And it had it didn't necessarily have like because like when you talk about Mothman or like a giant owl or something, right? It the head is like kind of like in the shoulders because right. that's how that's how Mothman or an owl or whatever looks. Right. But th- this it had like, you know, the a little bit of a neck and yes. yeah, like a, a head that Shape, came yeah. out shaped like shaped exactly like a crow i had kind of seen it because it was kind of flying around it was flying around for like a minute and i was like damn that's a big ass bird but then it started getting closer and i realized wow that bird was really high up and like i said trying to land on the pole and then it just it decided not to and then it took off to the neighborhood so when i'd kind of seen it when i kind of saw it like take off into the neighborhood um i could see like it's like body its body with its body thickness it was like a thin kind of bird like one of those birds that like you draw on like a paper <laughs> you know if that makes sense <laughs> it wasn't very thick is what i'm saying it didn't seem to have a whole lot of muscle mass or anything to it definitely wasn't any type of condor um it had no other markings on it it was just all black um very prominent kind of wings feathered wings it just was very there's this fa- very famous picture of this guy standing next to a replica of what is a teratorn and that's what it looked like a teratorn. That's what it looked like. Okay. Teratorns are, are prehistoric birds. 
they exist in our fossil record. There's a the Thunderbird. That's what a lot of people think that Thunderbird could be our Terratorns that are still around, and that's what it looked like. I'll send you the picture. But um, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of look like. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It looks looks just like a crow. That's what it looks like. <laughs> wow. But I'll I'll share it when I when I share this episode. So if you guys see that picture, this is why. Um, but yeah, it was just it was wild. It was it was insane. I was I was so excited. <laughs> Have you been like googling it? Like Dayton, Ohio. I'm gonna look at Dayton, Ohio. Oh shit! Should I not say that? Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty proud of being in in Dayton. As horrible as it is, I, I've tried to look up like different. I've I've been looking up um like different species of bird in Ohio. Um, I've just I've seen nothing that looks like it. Crows they get their wingspan is up upwards of sixteen inches, so it's nowhere near. So what I was saying about that was that if the pole, let's say the pole is four inches across, right? Then that's an eight foot wingspan. That's not crazy. That's not crazy unheard of. But the thing is, is what kind of black bird has an eight foot wingspan? Sure. I mean, at the at the very least, it's a fucking giant bird. I mean, was, even yeah. if it, yeah. You know, so I don't know. We're I'll, I'm gonna figure it out more. Like I said, I'll probably call the utility company tomorrow, and then definitely head up the neighbors app. And you know, hopefully by the time I hit the show, I've got a little bit more to share. Even you know, next week I'll, I'm sure I'll have plenty more. But uh, that is my current state of investigations: is this this giant bird? Because again, I'm positive other people had to have seen this thing. Right. There's just no way, or at least not. You know, maybe not yesterday at that exact time, but have seen this thing around the area. So we'll we'll see. Um, but that was that's what happened yesterday um, but i do have some uh regular some uh 40 news to share here real quick okay um and i have so move on you know move on right sure the big ufo people um they are moving back home to cincinnati ohio about 40 minutes away from me um which is interesting so they're they're moving their headquarters back i believe they're currently in california um but they are coming back home and you know again because they're 40 away uh, 40 minutes away from me they're now 40 minutes away from the air force base so they are basically right where they need to be i think that's exciting i I don't i'm not crazy about them (laughs) to be honest with you but the thing is is that they are probably the largest ufo organization out there um so you know love them or hate them i I think we still need them in this kind of uh uh, setting so okay let me see here what else did i have i actually thought about joining them uh for my i had a i well not like we're not friends anymore but um a friend of mine that i used to be real close with for her birthday i was going to get her a membership and because there's a chapter right here like on the south side where we live they're based out of orland park and uh we're going to go but it was like 100 bucks a year and i was like okay well what do i get from that and she's like don't waste your money just take me out and get me wasted because honestly like if i go to like two meetings i'm sure people are just going to creep on me and i don't want to deal with that so <laughs> well that's a good point yeah that's right true. i mean you still can though they will train you um to to become an investigator with them so i mean definitely you know check out the website and stuff if you guys are interested in something like that um you know or you know what i won't make that announcement yet but you know you you could have the chance to work directly with me also um but but we'll get into that eventually um uh, another piece of news here some bigfoot news i, I know everybody's excited about yeah. Connor flynn who is an alleged uh researcher bigfoot researcher claims that he has found a bigfoot thumb have you seen the story 
No. Yeah, he says that he has found the thumb of a Bigfoot. Now he does; it does appear to be something. It seems like he. I guess he found it in like a creek or something, and uh, he thinks it's a mummified thumb of a Bigfoot. He's taking it to be DNA tested. So good. I don't have high hopes. I'll be honest with you; it's probably just a piece of weird driftwood. <laughs> right. Well, what made him find this thing in a creek and say this is a mummified Bigfoot thumb? You know. I guess because he's looking for, I mean, it's one of those things just like me and, you know, I've allegedly seen the Thunderbird or whatever. It's like, oh, of course, you know, so I can't, I can't be too judgmental. I mean, it's not like, you know, Whoa, especially- I, I would not make that comparison at all. I think what you experienced and what he claims to have found, like you saw a giant fucking bird. <laughs> like <laughs> this guy found something and he's like, I think this is a Bigfoot thumb or it's a like deer turd like why right who knows what it is yeah right well, i mean i just i think the thing about it is is that that's our job to find these things right so is it really that far-fetched that he may have found a bigfoot thumb if he's out there looking well if he saw it fall off the bigfoot hand then it would make perfect sense <laughs> but if he's just finding it now he says it's mummified so it's from like you know 300 years ago like i i would want to know I, I i'm glad that he's gonna get dna tested but he's i would be curious about what what evidence he saw to make him th- make that connection in the first place because of what it looks like all right fair enough it, it looks like a it looks like a thumb and it's huge though it's like twice the size of his thumb well sure it's a bigfoot thumb <laughs> i mean come on it could be a bigfoot big toe yeah uh-huh. Oh, who knows? But he's going to get a DNA tested. I'm excited to see what comes of it. Of course, I don't have high expectations. Things like this happen a lot. A couple of years ago, somebody had found somebody's dog had brought back a hand or maybe a foot. Nobody really knows for sure what it was. Well, there's some speculation as to what it could have been, but they didn't know at the time what it was. And um, some people think nowadays that it could have been a raccoon paw um or something like that but you know it, it nothing ever came of it you know they say the government took it and they never gave it back so i don't nobody knows exactly what happened there was like footage of this thing out there but it just kind of disappeared so i don't have high hopes for for the bigfoot thumb but you know we'll see we'll see right sure. um more more exciting news though um and i know a lot of people that listen to the show know kind of how i feel about this guy we've talked about him quite a bit uh travis walton that you know travis walton right yeah well, he's never been in my kitchen but i'm familiar with the name yeah <laughs> you're not friends or anything but yeah um travis walton um mike rogers who was witness to travis's abduction came forward on april 2nd and recanted his his story what yes sir yes sir what's this guy's name mike rogers and why okay so keep going so why did they do it so he he went on facebook well he hasn't said he's been extremely vague he's just said that he takes back his statement and does not want to be does not consider himself a witness to travis's abduction so he he posted on facebook and the comment section were going crazy including travis walton himself and and travis and and mike went back and forth arguing some people think that this could be because there are talks of a fire in the sky remake right and they could be feuding because of money because this whole kind of thing weird thing has had a lot of weird ties to money since the beginning of it 
So um, there's still there's still more to come out. I mean, since the story has broke, Mike Rogers has removed his Facebook post. Um, but, you know, it's out there. There's screenshots. And um, but he continues to make comments on his personal page and, um, you know, kind of calling out Travis and they're all arguing back and forth. And Travis still maintains his story. But Mike Rogers says that, you know, Mike Rogers just says, I don't know if he was abducted or not, but I did not see him get abducted. Wow. That's big news. That's big news. You know, yeah. a lot of people have taken this this Travis Walton case and has really, you know, used it as as proof. But, you know, here we are. And uh, guess what? <laughs> it's slowly, you know, you pull that one thread and it all kind of starts coming undone. So, well, we'll see what, what goes, you know, we'll see what goes with the rest of it. None of the other guys have come forward yet. I'm not sure if everybody's still alive. Um, I'm sure. I think they all are. Um, but, you know, so far. And I think that Mike Rogers may have been the one that, his polygraph was, test came back inconclusive. He was the one driving the uh, truck. Oh, was he? Yeah. I'm trying to see who played him in the movie. <laughs> uh, Ro- Robert Patrick, Terminator T T uh, T1000. Was he like the main guy? Um, he was. Yeah, he was the one. Um, him and uh, Peter Berg were the two that were the most. Uh, got the most screen time of his buddies um but i want to say uh he was the guy at the end because he felt responsible for leaving him you know okay. what when it happened when travis got out of the truck and went to go look at this thing and got yeah. hit by the light originally uh it looked it looked like he got th- have you still not seen this movie no remember I'm, i watched most of it and then i stopped watching uh, okay. the and then i only watched the alien scene Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was the guy driving the truck. So he felt uh, some sense of responsibility for leaving him there. Um, and so that's kind of the uh, the the crux of the, the story, too, is, is him and Travis's relationship. Yeah, I've never watched the – I've never watched the book. I have never read the book. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. But, yeah, he's – I mean, he's pulled a statement. I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that it's the timing makes sense if they're making another movie. You know what I mean? They're probably coming after him. And, you know, he's going to have to go through all this stuff again. He's going to have to go on more talk shows. And, you know, um, you have to think about why he would want to back away from it. He's already he's already done a fair amount of press about it. He's been on Coast to Coast. You know, I'm sure they interviewed him when the first movie came out in the 90s. So why does he not want to go through this again? Maybe he doesn't need the money. Maybe he doesn't feel like doing the talk show circuit. Maybe he doesn't want to expose himself to more ridicule. Yeah. Maybe he's just done with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's a part of it, too, is that, you know, to have to kind of relive this trauma and the decision that he made to, to leave or to talk about it. You know, even though I'd say the climate now is is more conducive to that type of story than ever. Um, maybe he just doesn't want to fucking do it. And maybe that's his way of just saying, look, you know, the movie doesn't need me to move forward or maybe it does. And maybe he's trying to, maybe this is a bargaining technique where he's going to, he's going to withhold, you know, letting them use his, his story. Yeah. Yeah. His name and his, his likeness. He's not necessarily a public figure. You know, he wasn't convicted of any type of crime. So he's, he's pretty much a private citizen. Um, so I don't think they can do too much without his consent. 
using his likeliness and his story and everything. So maybe, you know, maybe it's a negotiating technique for money, or maybe he just doesn't want to be fucking bothered, or maybe it's not true. <laughs> you know, it's one, one of those three things, you know. I wish you would say, you know, that would that would definitely that would definitely be nice. But he hasn't outright come out and said that Travis was not abducted. He just has said that he doesn't want to be a witness to it any longer. He doesn't want to claim to be a witness to it any longer. It's basically what he said. Well, he never, you know, that... I don't think he ever really was. I mean, if I'm going like, once again, I'm going off the movie, but you know, the whole, the whole thing is that Travis got hit by the beam and seemed to be knocked back. Right. It's not like he got, he got like, you know, uh, drawn up into the sky, like in front of everybody, this thing shot a beam of light on him that kind of knocked him back into the brush. And then the guys in the truck just hauled ass and got the fuck out of there. They thought he was dead. They didn't know what that thing was in the sky. They got out of there. And then, you know, they were, they, and then everyone thought that they killed him and they didn't. And then five days later, Travis shows up. Yeah. And they were relieved that he was alive. But then he starts telling the story about being abducted and, and kind of tortured or I don't know. I guess the movie is more horrific than what he says happened in the book. But, uh, you know, that went through all that shit. So then there was this guilt of like, you know, we left you there to die. And why didn't we, you know, come back for you or, you know, all this stuff. And they panicked and, and, and he made a decision in the moment. But right, like from what I'm remembering from the movie, there was no like, oh, he watched him get abducted and then said, OK, he's in a spaceship now and then and then went home. They just saw this thing that shot him with a beam of light and 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 that was kind of that. So him him saying like, you know what, I never saw him get abducted. I can't claim to be a witness to that anymore. That pretty much follows like what I feel his original story was and what was shown in the movie. Yeah. Maybe there's more to that than that. Like I said, I've not watched every interview with the man. I have not read the book. <laughs> but my understanding is, you know, if you take that in consideration, maybe he's just fucking done with it. He's like, look, I don't want to go on coast to coast again. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to do I don't want to do a million and one podcasts <laughs> about this. So I shouldn't ask him if he wants to come on our show or I yeah, I mean you can ask him. You'll probably get farther than I will, but uh <laughs> sure. I'd like to hear a story. I really would. I'm really interested. Uh, you know, I I want to know why he did this. I want to know why he's pulling back from it. Um, you know, I think that him coming out and, and just directly saying why would definitely clear the air. I get, I get if it's just a, a money thing, like a negotiations for uh, for a profit, then I get why he wouldn't come forward and say that. But, you know, if there's another reason, I'd love to talk to him and see. But I'm, I'm just I'm excited to see where it goes. So, you know, of course, I don't believe Travis's story. Um, I, I think it's bullshit. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's me. So for me, this is extra exciting. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, and you pretty much called it, Pat. You said these shows going to be... <laughs> 45 minutes 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then on to the show topic so without further ado we, we had we had a lot of we had a lot of news this week um but you know if, if you don't like this stuff you're listening to the long show i'm sorry um but uh if you do you're welcome um <laughs> but you're right without further ado what did we talk about last week drugs oh we did didn't we I'm sorry, I forgot. I, I've done a lot of drugs. Um, that's my bad. Uh, but <laughs> that was a terrible joke. You didn't even laugh. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to support that. You got to learn. <laughs> no. that's, you know what? There's, no, there's no participation trophies in podcasting. Either you can get it right or you don't. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, so we talked about drugs last week, and uh, this has kind of kicked off a special uh, series of events here. Um, this week, we're going to talk about uh, something really fun. But you guys probably already know because I'm assuming you can read. And uh, the title of the show is uh, MK Ultra. You know, do you know anything about MK Ultra there, Pat? Yeah, I, I did a whole shit ton of research for this week's episode. <laughs> you probably know more about it than I do. I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you. I hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, you, it's you probably, probably good. It's probably good we talked about forty-five. Talk about something else for forty-five minutes because we're gonna get this shit out of the way in fifteen. There's gonna be a lot of disappointed people. Well, you know, so there's a lot to it, but there's not a lot to it, and the reason for that is because the uh, majority of the documents for MK Ultra were actually destroyed in nineteen seventy. Was it seventy-three when this happened, or was it? Right. It was right after Watergate. Uh, the CIA yeah. director, yeah, the director of the CIA. F realized that the fucking <laughs> shit was about to go down and uh he ordered all the mk ultra files destroyed and most of them were but they still found a uh cache of some two twenty thousand documents yeah uh because they had been incorrectly stored in a financials financial records building and were discovered uh after an f uh freedom of information act request was filed in 1977 and that's very lucky, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that was really and and again, you know, twenty thousand of them. So that you know, that goes to show what wasn't in these in the records. Well, I don't think we'll ever really know. Um, but what we do know is that MK Ultra is one of those things. It's kind of the uh, holy grail of conspiracies, right? It's kind of one of those things. You know, everybody ta had ta been talking about how the government was experimenting with people and drugs and doing all this all this crazy testing and all that but nobody really had any proof until you know the 70s until almost the 80s even um but this had been going on since uh 19 well the official project had been had been started in 1963 but there's reason to believe that it was going on before that oh um, i have a date i have i have an earlier date than that oh what's that uh project artichoke did Ooh. you have did you find anything about that no i didn't see <clears throat> so more than i do yeah, so it was a precursor to the program that started in 1951, and its basis was using drugs and drug addiction to coerce people into attempting assassinations. So not necessarily mind control in the traditional sense to where we're going to like give you a bunch of acid and like fucking make you an, a Manchurian candidate, but we're going to use cocaine, heroin, um to kind of uh get you know get someone really addicted and then use withdrawal and their dependency on these drugs to get them to do things for us and through doing all this and then while they were experimenting with different drugs and behaviors they got a hold of lsd and they realized that it was like the you know you want to talk about the fucking holy grail it was the holy grail of mind control agents yeah. and uh they began it was it was a joint program with um the u.s army it was uh Artichoke used uh, intelligence divisions from the Army, Navy, Air Force, and FBI. And then when the CIA got involved, they just kind of took control over it. Um, and uh, it, it's notable that in 1952, um, LSD was increasingly given to unknown CIA agents to determine the drug's effect. And one record that they found states that an agent was kept in LSD for 77 days. <laughs> well, there, was, there were seven of them seven people in kentucky that were on lsd for 77 days and there was also a mental patient in kentucky that 
did not know that they were given LSD and, and right. was on it for 174 days straight of LSD. Yeah, there was a lot of experimentation on not only um, government like employees, like people in the armed services and stuff, but I mean, who, who basically when you join the military, you kind of sign your life away and you could say, my body is your fucking, right. you know, to do what you want with. Um, but the other people were, were mental patients and uh, people in prisons. Yeah, prisons. You know, uh, that would, prisoners of war. Yeah. As well. One of the, one of the most famous uh, candidates, which is why like, kind of like, you know, you had said that like, this was something that was, didn't really come to light till later, but we'll, we'll get into it, you know, at some point, but there's a lot of like famous people that were involved with these programs. Um, but as far as on the prisoner side of things, since we're talking about that right now, Whitey Berger, Bulger, are you oh, familiar yeah. with him? Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he, he participated in it to, just to get time off his sentence with some, whatever prison he was in, like in the sixties. Wow. So, yeah. That. And that's something that he talked about, which I mean, and I didn't see anything directly linking this claim, but like, you know, he's famous because, you know, he was the, he was the New York mob boss yeah. that was on the run for like 16 years and the FBI never caught him. And the reason he escaped in the first place was because he was an informant and his handler um, kind of let him know like, Hey, they're, they're coming down with a Rico indictment. You need to fucking skip town. So he skipped town and, and was on the run for 16 years, which maybe he had government assistance during that time. Maybe he didn't. And then when he finally got caught, you know, he, he fucking ratted on everybody and yeah. did books and interviews and whatever he could fucking get on. It was this huge media figure. They, I think they made an HBO documentary about him. <laughs> he gets sentenced to prison. I don't even think he lasted one day before he was he was killed by the inmates because he was such a notorious rat you know big snitch (laughs) yeah but i mean who was also part of the mk ultra program you know so i don't know if maybe because he had done that you know once you're cia you're always cia and that's why he was able to evade capture for so long and then once he finally you know because what when he was talking about all the murders he committed because he was this prolific hitman he also was spilling the guts about the mk ultra program and all the all the crazy shit that they made him do when they were pumping him full of acid, you know. Yeah. Well, and and it wasn't just LSD. I mean, LSD was a big part of it um, because I kind of saw it as like I, I think what they called it was the, what the key to the universe. And uh, you know, so they used that one a lot. But they would, um, you know, they would inject people with uppers, and then an hour later inject them with downers to see what happened. <laughs> and like, well, was- I could tell you that. I mean. They're just- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was, you know, I'll be honest, you know, let me just say this full disclosure, the things that they did to people was really, really sick. It really was. Um, I don't know, you know, we, we, since we kind of talked about the drug thing, obviously, you know, Pat and I both have, have experimented with a lot of things, uh, in the past. And, um, I can't imagine ever tripping on acid and not knowing that I was. Can you imagine? That's got to be fucking horrifying. I, I I think I told this story on the show once before, but I got drugged once um, with, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, luckily it happened late enough in my uh, adventures to where I knew what was happening. Yeah, and um, I was able to kind of pull it together and just ride it out, and and it was also very clear that like, did they fucking slip me something that drink? But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine like in the fifties and sixties though, where this shit wasn't commonplace. And if you, especially if you were like some private in the fucking army, like you're not going to know what ass it is. And if you, when it starts happening, who you'd lose your fucking mind just because you'd be like, you'd think the world was ending, or you'd think that you were having a heart attack, or that you were losing your fucking mind, or something. It would, it, it would be absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah. I, oh yeah. I don't, I don't get, and this is maybe just me, you know, being a goofball for a second but i don't get how you would really use it to manipulate people to break people yes to make somebody to totally destroy someone's like ego and personality and mind and like give them severe disassociation and all these terrible things yes if i was trying to break a prisoner and get them to tell me everything i wanted to know I could see how this would work, but I don't see how I would use it to like brainwash someone into carrying out like a complex, like infiltration assignment for me and then killing somebody. You know what I mean? Like that seems yeah. like very, very wishful thinking. If well, you're using I, acid. I think a big, a big part of that uh, to answer that question, a big part of that is that, during that time, this was kind of, MK Ultra was really a direct continuation of the human experimentation that was going on in the 40s with Nazi Germany and the Japanese. As a matter of fact, some of the people, um, and I know we've talked about on the show, but I don't know, I don't know how much you know about uh, Unit 741 in Japan, or actually it was it was located in China run by the Japanese. Do you know anything about that in World War II? no no so we we talk about it i believe we talked about human experimentation on the show before um in world war ii um people think that the nazis were terrible people but you guys have no fucking clue um look up the japanese they were rounding up all these chinese people and taking them to a specialized unit and conducting horrific horrific fucking experiments on them and um once they were found out that that's what they were doing there um because it's the japanese and because they have such an interesting code of conduct um, they actually burnt the place to the entire ground, and a lot of the people working in that unit committed suicide, so that way they wouldn't talk. Well, the unfortunate part about that was that a lot of their findings were also burnt to the ground. So um, what they say, the claim is that uh, because they had direct human, you know, guinea pigs to use for all these fucked up experiments, and I mean really, really gruesome stuff, um, their medical science was more advanced than we even are today and they ruined it all and so what they ended up doing was the really big higher up scientists and whatnot that were you know leading this this unit um ended up coming and working for the u.s government and um i would have to really go back i didn't research too much about it so they ended up working for the u.s government in in order you know to get clemency and so we never charged them they were never held accountable and it's been hidden as a matter of fact because the government our government didn't want people to know that we pretty much covered all this japanese shit up well that's like paperclip i mean with the nazis i don't know if the japanese side of that falls under the same operation but um i mean that's very well known everyone knows our space program came from german scientists you know yeah 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 it's it's pretty similar so they come over here and then they start doing very similar stuff not as gruesome i'll say that still pretty gruesome but not as gruesome as what they've done with like the mk ultra stuff but at the time that the stuff that 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 they were doing at the time was all um very experimental and it was 
um it was just very out there and very just let's just try this and see if it works so i don't think that it's too far-fetched to think that you know we would do something like lsd and think that we could create super soldiers or you know whatever um because they were just kind of trying everything i mean you had mingala and his twins and you had the japanese and their chinese people i don't think it's that it's that unbelievable to think that i mean i think that of course it is um you know it didn't work obviously that's what they found right with mk ultra was that it wouldn't it didn't work anyway um mm-hmm. but but they did a lot of other things i mean mk ultra also had their um wing where they were um testing out different interrogation techniques for prisoners you know to get spies and secret agents and things like that to break so um i don't know i'm i think i'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> no i'm i think it's not first of all i i don't know how clear we made this this isn't a conspiracy this is not no this is something that really happened it is and and that is as one right well yeah it was it wasn't a public you know publicly announced initiative um but these things never are but no this is this is 100 percent a part of american history and something that happened and um you know, it's and kind of going back to what I was saying about Whitey Bulger, uh, another famous person that was part of the uh, experiments was Ken Kesey, who uh, wrote One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. And he was a custodian at a VA hospital. And that's kind of how he got brought into the program where he volunteered for it. And they, they paid him. I mean, it's not like he did it for free. But um, he... Uh, you know, they did experiments on him with acid and they gave him and, you know, like just gave him, it wasn't anything like um, malicious as much, you know, kind of like gave him acid and then like, you know, see how he reacted to it and stuff. And uh, he had such a positive experience with it that number one, he wrote One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, which is a fucking American classic. And then number two, he went back to San Francisco because he was living in like upstate California, like Washington, Oregon. Um went back to San Francisco and started doing started bringing acid to people and doing what they called acid tests. And uh, Thomas Wolfe wrote a book about it, the electric Kool-Aid acid tests. And this is where uh, Grateful Dead came from and the Merry Pranksters. I don't know how much familiar you are, you are with like that whole I'm scene. not actually. <laughs> oh my God. So like, right. So like acid was something that was legal up until the mid sixties, because it wasn't like, it was a, just a fucking thing. Like if you knew how to make it, you could just make it. Yeah. And it wasn't a class one drug or anything yet. Right. So, um, Kesey has, is, is part of the MK ultra, uh, experiments has his mind fucking blown, goes back to California, says, we got to bring this to the people, starts throwing parties and giving people acid to try to turn on as many people as possible to the beneficial aspects of it. And this whole scene develops around it in San Francisco. And that's where the Grateful Dead come from, right? And then after they do this around the Haight-Ashbury San Francisco scene for a while, they decide to get a bus and about a dozen of them get on the bus and they call themselves the Merry Pranksters. And they travel all along, like, you know, the West Coast and Southwest United States, giving acid to people um, in a way to kind of like jumpstart the hippie revolution, 
and expand people's consciousness because they they thought it was so powerful and so beneficial that um you know they that's how they were going to change the world and they were going to change culture and society was by throwing these acid parties so it's weird it's so interesting that like that came from the same program where you had the u.s government trying to weaponize it and ultimately i don't know how successful it was i think the if the, the instances where it were was successful and like maybe they got somebody to do something really fucking crazy because of it um which we'll get to we might get to charles manson later but like there's you know i was gonna do but i'll I, yeah. you know what i'll wait but like so like there's there's that kind of stuff i feel is is probably like the the successful stuff that's the that's the uh the documents that were probably the first to be shredded, you know? Um, so we don't know as much about those instances, but I think it's interesting that like from the same program, people took the same drug and tried to use it as a, as a good force. And ultimately I don't know how much they necessarily succeeded either. <laughs> a lot of people put a lot of faith into LSD. They really fucking thought that it was going to completely change human civilization. They did. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know necessarily if it did or not. I mean, it had an impact. But I, but you know, people still pay taxes and drive automobiles. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think either side necessarily won. We haven't you know. transcended yet. <laughs> yeah, we gained a little, maybe you know, whatever. But yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, I um, I really want to talk about Charles Manson, but you know what? I I think we should just do an episode on him. Yeah, I didn't read that. I didn't read that book. I really want to read that book that that guy wrote about it because okay. he he ties into it too. Because and I mean, I'm I'm not even sure the extent of it because I didn't uh, I didn't read the book. Charles Manson has so so many conspiracies and and fun stuff tied into it. I think it would be fun to cover. And then we, I mean, maybe we'll we'll save that. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of winging this episode because there's so much of the MK Ultra stuff because they had so many we were kind of talking about it before the show right there were so many tangents to this it wasn't just mk ultra right they had uh they had mk often and then they also right. had uh mk Ch- chick chickwit i use mk search because that's easier to say mk search but, is, is easier yeah, but it's the same yeah they're yeah. the same like offshoot programs where um they were trying so there was uh about 150 other research sub projects operating under the mk ultra umbrella um and all of them had the mk designation so like you just said mk often mk whatever that one is that we didn't pronounce mk search uh and they all kind of had uh kind of used drugs but it was it was different ways to incapacitate the enemy um behavioral effects on uh animals and humans it it was all kind of in the same vein but would take it in a slightly different uh direction and okay go ahead i'm sorry okay and and what happened with mk often is the alley that that ended up going down was um according to and i found this out according to one person specifically gordon thomas who is a british investigative journalist who wrote the 2007 book secrets and lies um he claims and it's it's and it's basically just him that mk often branched out to try to was the army's uh was the uh the government's because I, I don't want to say army because i think it might have been the cia too Military? but it was 
in, whatever, fine, perfect, was them trying to use uh, black magic witchcraft in the occult to harness the forces of darkness and challenge the concept that the inner reaches of the mind are beyond reach, which is like <laughs> very, <laughs> very salacious. And like when you hear that, you're like, you know, oh, the CIA was like dealing with warlocks and they were talking to all these people. So like I, I like really looked into that because I thought that was like super interesting. And um, there's not a whole lot of evidence for it. Okay. And you know, there was only the one book that was written. Yeah. And, and I and I, I watched a video on Daily Motion, which like I don't know if you ever go on that website. It's like I felt like I was a QAnon person, like watching shit on there. Uh because it's like these like horribly produced videos of like guys and like very disheveled looking white men, like just kind of ranting at the TV screen oh. while they show like clips of Beyonce dancing. <laughs> And like some dude talks about Aleister Crowley and like Masonic rites and Luciferianism. Like it's not very convincing. It's just all very like. That's uh, hella disappointing. I'm not going to lie. It is. It's super disappointing. Um, But at the same time, I think that like there's elements of it that are kind of true because there is a huge and this is we're going to I'm just going to kind of mention this and we'll hit pause. But there there is like very well documented stuff with um, Project Stargate. And have you ever seen the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats? I have not. Okay, so that that stuff is all true. And the and Project Stargate and was this thing where they tried to there was this there was this one officer that wrote like a a, a military manual about turning he wanted to create it was called the first earth battalion and basically trained soldiers to be like warrior monks and use remote viewing and like spiritualism and like basically like like nonviolent confrontation like all these different techniques like as opposed to just like building be- better guns and and like better bombs and stuff like different ways to like neutralize the enemy and like combat um you know if you come into a hostile force like how how you can non-violently diffuse the situation okay and um they they try they really spent time and money into this in the movie the men that's men who stare at goats it was directed by george clooney and it's it's all based on a true story and uh i've read the first earth battalion uh like training manual like you can get it on amazon like they published it and it's really fucking goofy but you could see where like in the 70s they were just like okay here's fifty thousand dollars go research meditation and how it can be used in combat right or like you know like remote viewing like okay like here's a hundred thousand dollars get 10 psychics in a room and see how many they can how much shit they can you know what i mean like yeah of course they're going to spend money on this they spend money on everything else yeah and i think that stuff all really happened um but then when you talk about like you know you start talking about masons and the illuminati and the cia and beyonce that's when i i'm like okay now you're just throwing shit at the fucking wall you know i agree with that i mean i think that there's no secret that they've experimented with those types of things um but you know to what extent i mean the unfortunate part is that again a lot of these files are destroyed they're gone we can't recover them again so what was in those files what were we missing was it more stuff about the occult or you know, was it just more drug talk? Who knows? I mean, like you said, probably the worst of the worst was destroyed, right? I mean, I would assume that's the first thing that you get rid of. Yeah, 
Right. I mean, you know, whatever the worst might have been, um, you know, we just but we don't have a way to go back and know. And so the only things that we do have are these weird, obscure people that happen to want to talk about it. And I mean, can we believe them? I don't I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, the fact that that any of this even happened at all and was, you know, so super secretive is is scary. Right. I mean, it was. We should be concerned. I mean, again, uh, MK Ultra itself is definitely the holy grail of, of conspiracy theories. Um, it, it's it just goes to show that maybe some of these theories aren't so far fetched because you know they do have some type of truth to it. Um, but I don't know. Um, do you think that we're still doing stuff like this today? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd almost be the way that. Um... One one of one of the videos that I was watching when researching this show topic suggested that the reason that we started doing human experimentation with LSD was because the Russians were doing it. And I could see that if they were doing it, then of course we had to do it. Yeah, because what are you going to let them figure out that we can't figure out? So um, I think that it's almost irresponsible if you're not. You know, um, when it comes to the things like remote viewing, I mean, there's been a lot of claims about that and how much that's being utilized in the intelligence community and, and the effectiveness of it. You you know what remote viewing is, right? Mm. Oh, my God. So remote viewing is like you sit there and you get into like this deep meditative state and you try to imagine um, a location. Oh, it's like a astral projection. Yes, that's that's basically well that that's a little bit more woo woo than they usually go with the explanation. But basically, that's what it is. Yeah, it's astral projection. People don't like to use that word, <laughs> that phrase, because it it makes it sound crazy, which it is in general. But like whatever. So yeah, it's astral projection. And there's been a lot of claims that like we spent serious time and money trying to develop these techniques and if you think about it from the cia's perspective if it if this was something that you could legitimately train a human being to do why the fuck wouldn't you train a human being to do it yeah and if you know that two of your rivals are if you know that china and russia are spending five million dollars a year to develop these techniques why wouldn't you spend 10 yeah or 15 you why are you gonna let them to figure this shit out before you so but some people claim that maybe that's all just disinformation and they want and and the reason these rumors get floated that other countries are spending time looking into this stuff is because they want us to waste our time and resources doing it when they're not even bothering with it right so like you know we have we have a spy come back and say yeah you know i i I found out that russia is um you know trying to figure out a way to use ouija boards to locate like you know enemy troop positions ouija boards oh my god all right you know get us a a truckload of ouija boards and you know take over a a mattress store warehouse in connecticut and we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of what these fucking ouija boards can do and really that spy was just fed disinformation because the russians want to laugh their ass off as we waste 15 million dollars buying ouija boards and trying to figure out how to get them to work so like 
there's that theory as well, right? That it's all just disinformation and we tell these crazy bullshit stories just to try to get the other side to see what they'll fucking bite and 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 confuse the enemy, you know. Okay. And re- and really nothing's, you know, traditional warfare, is traditional warfare and outside of drones and stuff like that, we really haven't evolved too much behind that. Or, you know, there's all these crazy black projects that are trying to open up portals to other dimensions and utilize black magic and use psychics and all this stuff. You know, I don't know. No one's fucking, I'm not privy to that kind of information. Yeah, no one's really talking about stuff like that anymore. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that like a couple a couple weeks back, uh, I had mentioned a story about how um, scientists had found a way to interact with people that were sleeping and dreaming and have those people that were sleeping and dreaming interact with them back. And... I mean, isn't that kind of part of the same weird, dark, you know, strange world of experimentation? And, you know, aren't programs like that funded through the government? I mean, most of them are, except for they could have a private, they can have private, you know, private uh, investors and things like that. But but most of them are grants, you know, from the government given to universities and whatnot. So, I mean, in a way, we kind of still are doing these weird experiments. And, and like you said, I think it would be really naive to assume that we aren't doing that anymore yeah so i don't know um but i think it's definitely i mean i think it's definitely still going on probably definitely not on the scope i mean they aren't just feeding people lsd anymore are they feeding people other stuff i mean a lot of people question you know like with the covid vaccine and things like that i mean is there some secret stuff in there that we don't know about well shit probably well look at all the look at all the ps ptsd and stuff where you have people come back from overseas and freak out and you know uh shoot up places or whatever yeah. you know uh the I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful but like the fucking crazy number of you know veterans that commit suicide i mean that's like that number is fucking astronomical yeah. and maybe that's just because there's not adequate health care with the va i don't know i don't i don't want to make assumptions and stuff but definitely there's something there um and maybe it's you know i mean i know that we've you know we've uh i don't know i don't want to say i have a a weird (laughs) story that i'm gonna half-ass and i'm really gonna butcher but i i do want to bring it up just because i tend to forget about it a lot i have a friend who you know one day we're all kind of sitting around in our group of friends we're hanging out and she mentioned something that was done to her in elementary school and she was like, oh, yeah, remember when everybody was in, like, second grade and they did, like, this thing? I can't remember what exactly it was. That's crazy. I'll have to figure it out for sure. But um, none of us there had experienced exactly what she had experienced. And thinking back on it, it was fucking weird and experimental and just odd. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, though. I'll ask her. Um, but, you know, she just told it like it was just, you know, we were just shared memories. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And we we're like, no, that's not normal. Like, you were definitely part of some type of research group it was weird and so i mean that stuff i i think definitely does still happen i mean it just happens i don't know we just don't talk about it we just accept that it happens i'm not entirely sure or you know you have people like like my friend who you know to her it was completely normal um i don't know if she listens to the show or not she might but i'll i'll get a hold of her and i'll figure out exactly what that was about because maybe that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day yeah but... that was a little bit of a fucking tease like wow i know i can't remember i was just i just remembered it the other day i was talking to somebody about it i feel bad for bringing it up now i'm sorry guys <laughs> man i mean but that that could be uh, who knows who knows 
I, I remember it just being very bizarre. I mean, it was nothing like terrible, but it was definitely strange enough to make everybody go, we're pretty sure you were experimented on. And so I don't know. It was just, it was weird. And we'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it soon as I know more, I promise. But um, you have to listen to new episodes to get that information. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, again, I, I think it's still, you know, it's something that definitely we still experience, just not on the same scale that we were experiencing it on. So, I don't know, and what, what I was trying to get to earlier was Gulf War syndrome. And I, I didn't want to like, because I know that that's something that a lot of people dealt with. And I didn't want to be disrespectful by mischaracterizing it. Oh. So I looked it up real quick. And yeah, basically what happened is uh, they had given a, a troops a, uh, pre-treatment to protect against nerve agent effects because you know they worried about like them releasing fucking gas and shit yeah and it ends up that the pills that they gave them to kind of potentially like a potential vaccine <laughs> that's a fucking you know uh use that word but like basically as a pre-treatment i guess is another way to put it um against you know potential nerve agents they could be exposed to actually did more damage than if they had been just exposed to nerve agents and it was because we were using stuff that we weren't entirely sure of or maybe it was done on purpose who fucking knows i don't know um but there's definitely a history of like you know we give we give the troop shit and you know hope for the best yeah yeah it's really i mean it really is i said at the beginning but it's very disgusting how you know the government treats people as as property and you know i think that's where a lot of just all the all the conspiracies kind of are, are born from is because we all know that you know we're just a number in their eyes and and we know that because we see it happening time and time and again throughout history and it's scary it is scary do can we trust them now um I don't want to say no <laughs> and I don't want to say yes. Um, but you know, definitely, definitely walk with caution on, on certain things. I mean, never be afraid to question, uh, you know, if you work for the military or something and they're just like, Oh, Hey, here's a nice shot of vitamin B. I, I probably wouldn't take it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, so you're, I, I completely understand what you're saying and I get why some people are, you know, I mean, let's bring this, let's bring this to the fucking COVID vaccine, right? I just got my second shot on Friday and, um, there's people that are apprehensive about, about getting them and, or that are going to refuse to get them. And I did it, but some people that choose not to, I can't say I completely think that they're crazy yeah, or that I don't understand the, the their trepidation and i i maybe i even kind of ad, not i don't say admire but like all right man you're gonna die on that hill like okay like you you feel really fucking strongly about that and i appreciate conviction even if it's not a conviction i agree with um i think people that you know feel strongly about something and are willing to make a stand good for them and you know this isn't a situation necessarily where it's life or death, but I mean, I guess it could be because COVID's definitely killing some people. But think about it like this: like, what if you were, what if you were really given a choice where you either had to take the shot or not take a shot, and you know the U.S. government was the person holding the needle? You know, would you feel? Would you take that shot? 
or would you be like no i don't i don't fucking trust you and the people that say they don't trust it like hello look at the fucking topic of this week's episode do you completely do you think that there are those people crazy or those people like oh you don't believe in science oh you're fucking goofy like i get it now i took the shot i took it twice you know um but uh, maybe i shouldn't have you know well, i think the COVID thing i mean i think that would be a big I mean, I think that you've you've said it and you've said it perfectly. There's easier ways to feed us shit, you know, through the water supply or, you know, the food supply or whatever. I think like faking an entire virus just to create a vaccine, just to inject us with stuff is silly. I think it's really far fetched. It's it, the logic doesn't track. Yeah. Exactly. And right. and that's why, like I said, I've gotten my fucking second shot. But right. like I but the people that, that are apprehensive, I get it. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're necessarily stupid or crazy. I mean, you should be worried, but I think you also need to kind of follow things through. Like I said, and if they wanted to do this, they'd fucking do it, um, which is even like more depressing. Right. They could. <laughs> right, they could just do it. I mean, and that's the thing about it. You know, again, let's reiterate one more time. MK Ultra is not some conspiracy theory. It is 100% factual, true information. This stuff actually happened to people. They were feeding people drugs un- unwillingly. They were subjecting people to experiments like um, they were experimenting with like self-isolation and like how long these people could go being completely by themselves with no noise, no windows, no nothing for hours at a time. They were experimenting with electroshock therapy. It's it's very, very real. And, you know, so let's, you know, let's not downplay the fact that this actually happened. And, you know, again, not to mention, we only have 20,000 of those documents, most of which were destroyed. We really we'll never know the the full extent of what happened um but it's a very important piece of history i don't know why they don't teach kids stuff like this in school i mean it's depressing but you know we definitely didn't even get down to the real you know the you know the basics of how disgusting something like this really was and how it affected people's lives you know one guy committed suicide when uh what's his name frank olsen committed suicide because he was and he was a military personnel because the depression of the the effects of lsd afterwards really got to him i mean so you know this this stuff happens you know and you're more than welcome to read the remaining twenty thousand pages on it or you know just just read about it in general but um well yeah i well i think the reason that it's probably not taught in school is because we don't know the whole story you know we have fragments of it yeah. but there's a, there's a lot of people and especially as more time goes on people that were involved in it are, are dead you know and you have the people that were involved in it and spoke out like you know like i said ken kesey whitey bulger alan ginsburg was another one um not that he had anything super so i mean he wrote poems about it and shit but you know he didn't kind of do what kesey did or, or bulger um so there was people that were involved in it and spoke but all those people were kind of dead just died off you know i mean we're talking about something that was 50 years ago yeah you know so i think as time goes on we'll probably discover less and less about it and it'll just be this thing that you know we we did human experimentation at one point we did it with drugs and you know we picked on people that couldn't either couldn't say no or we used volunteers and we kind of misrepresented what we were trying to do to them and there was mixed results you know um but yeah i uh i think it's funny that like you know once again going back to the lsd part the drug part is that there was something that was so interesting about it there was something that was so i mean for lack of a better word magical that 
they were convinced that this was a tool, that this was something that they could use to change things. And everybody thought that. Everybody on the board thought that LSD was going to be the gateway to the fucking 21st century, you know? Yeah. And uh, like I said, man, I don't think either side got it right. <laughs> they put a lot. They put a lot of faith in the fucking rat poison. Well, that, so that was what they ended up discovering was that at the end of the day, LSD was not a useful tool for them, and uh, it just it just wasn't the way to go. I think that they did find, however, that it did benefit them to use junkies. I mean, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, getting people addicted to drugs and, and using that to their advantage, I think, worked a lot better. But then again, you can't create a super soldier assassin out of somebody who's dope sick. <laughs> right. You know, that just didn't make any sense. Um, but, you know, w when it came to LSD, you know, they did find that it was unreliable, um, that there was, you know, things that, you know, they couldn't it, they couldn't really control. And, you know, same with the other stuff that they found. They they did hypnosis all kinds of stuff they experimented on uh they teamed up with canada and it was experimenting on on, on Canadians. Yeah. and i mean but it's just it's so it, it's so big you know that's hard it's hard to really narrow it down i mean the gist of it was to you know use drugs on people and in different settings and different situations for different things and see how it worked out um but you know i think that at the end of the day they found that drugs just weren't a reliable source to use i'm surprised they didn't do it which of course we keep talking about they didn't do more ex experiments with dmt but they definitely did um but i'm just shocked they didn't do more um maybe they have maybe they have well again you know all those who know, we don't even know how many documents there were that were destroyed so you might be right <laughs> maybe that's what they're doing now maybe that's uh could be you know but what happens who knows <laughs> who knows oh, yeah, we gotta do dmt and see but like when i think about like you know experiences with acid like i wouldn't i wouldn't think that was a useful tool to get a person to do anything except drink for 14 hours and then go to work at subway the next day yeah like, i agree with you I, I, that was not that was not the super soldier serum <laughs> yeah it was uh i mean i guess like if you're a partier, yeah, like it was kind of a it kept you going for a while, but um, you know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I would never kill somebody on LSD or be under mind control. I, well, I, you know, I get how, I get how I knew, I knew, I knew a kid that uh, he used to actually bully the shit out of me in high school. And then went away to college, and his freshman year uh, took too much acid at a party and jumped out of a window and died. Oh my god! Yeah, well, fuck him. He used to make fun of me. Um, but <laughs> hey, to fuck with me is to fuck with death itself. All right, <laughs> you learn found out the hard way. I'm not gonna yuck your yum. That's not my job here. <laughs> but but uh, no, I mean, I think people have a some people have a predisposition to mental instability. They do, and the use of hallucinogenics doesn't help that it can kind of snap that rubber band that's probably maybe on a long enough timeline would have snapped anyway but uh it happens with uh, marijuana and schizophrenia it fuck yeah 100 percent true mm -hmm. and that's something that like i think the people definitely do not talk enough about i agree um because as much as we want to act like fucking marijuana is this wonder cure that does all these great things i know from personal experience um somebody that lost their goddamn mind because it's and still 10 years later 
is having adverse effects because they smoked entirely too much weed that was way too strong and uh, <laughs> paddled out <laughs> into the fucking Pacific Ocean uh, and thought that they were going to get swept into the sea and had a had the worst panic attack of their life and thought there was fucking sharks in the water and all this shit sitting on a surfboard and uh have have never been the same since it happens it does yeah. happen especially when you're predisposed to mental illness and i think that most of us are <laughs> right well if it's not genetically there's definitely environmental stressors yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah for sure for sure so i mean you know drugs aren't always a party guys uh most of the time but <laughs> Jesus. Not always. <laughs> See, that, that, you want to talk about squandered youth? I could have been creating an army of super soldiers, and all those basement parties in Blue Island I was in, and all we did was fucking dance to Moby. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel that. I feel that on such a deep level. <laughs> You're not <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> Jesus. It's <laughs> terrible, but you, God, that's so fucking true. <laughs> you know, I stared at wood paneling for fucking fourteen hours when right. I could have been could have been creating an army of supermen. I know what fucking well, like you said, wasted youth. That's <laughs> right, wasted youth. I guess it's not too late to start over again. <laughs> I'll join you. <laughs> we'll create an unstoppable team. Um, you know, apparently we just need to read these MK Ultra documents, and we'll we'll be good. <laughs> No, but, I think so. The two books to read are the the the, the twenty oh seven secret lies, which is uh, about the CIA using um, black magic to harness the forces of darkness. Yeah, the forces <laughs> of darkness. Yeah. And what was the? Did you did you write down the name of that Manson book? Because that's really popular. Joe Rogan was talking about that. No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking. I'm just. I'm just a serial killer person. So I'm just. Oh like, no 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 no! There's a book that came out like within the past two years about Manson, the CIA, and MK Ultra. Oh, there was? I had no yeah, idea. Because the record producer, so when he went into, I mean, you know how when he went into the Tate's house, he was going after, there was a record producer that yeah. used to live there that turned him down or whatever. That guy had ties to the CIA. And they were thinking, there's there's some correlation between all of that, that when this guy was writing a, this like the reporter was writing a fluff piece about the Manson murders or something. And started looking into it, and he ended up finding all of this shit out. And uh, he was like a New York Times reporter. Yeah, it just came out like a year or two ago. I found Rogan. It. Yeah, Rogan talks about it all the time. It's called Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, yes. and the Secret History of the, of the 60s. Yeah. Oh, right, because like, you know, Jim Morris, you know, the door is Jim Morrison. Like, his dad was like naval intelligence. Did you ever know that? I did not know that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a and like I said, Ken Kinsey, who started the whole Grateful Dead electric Kool Aid acid test shit, he was MK Ultra, you know, because he worked at a VA's hospital as a custodian and he, they he volunteered for the experiments for money. So there's there's a lot of like a lot of really weird uh, connections between the CIA in the '60s and the hippie counterculture movement. And everything that was going on in California at the time. And it could have just been all these people were just in one place and stuff started happening. Or you start getting into like the really like going down the rabbit hole of like social engineering and like was this stuff, how well was this stuff orchestrated or was it just a bunch of people running around not really know what the fuck they're doing with all this power and money. Because it was, you know, the Cold War, you know what I mean? Yeah. We were still dealing with Vietnam and 
Russia and all this stuff. And, you know, the Central Intelligence Agency was coming to power and all this shit. So, yeah, that chaos book, that's next on my list. I got to read that soon. Well, yeah, I mean, I would be definitely down to talk about that a little bit more, you know, in depth. And, uh, you know, the Manson case definitely has a lot of very interesting stuff to it. Um, I'd be more than happy to cover, you know, one of these days. Um, but yeah. for today, I don't know. I think we've covered everything pretty well in, in a very general sense. I mean, if you guys want to, you know, hear us talk about uh, these topics more and more of the uh, it, more in-depth things when it came to MK Ultra and, well, like I said, well, at minimum, we'll, we'll probably cover, cover the Charles Manson thing um, and kind of see where that rabbit hole takes us. But there's a lot to it. I mean, there were 20,000 documents. That's that's a lot sure. <laughs> so, you know but i'd be more than happy to talk about it get talk about it again um but i don't have anything else to say do you have anything else to add here yeah watch uh the men who stare at goats okay that'll be if, my you, if you want a very if you want like a very like easy breezy introduction to like the reality of this stuff it's got george clooney kevin spacey ewan mcgregor uh robert patrick from fire in the sky and terminator 2 and uh nick offerman from parks and rec and a ton of people in it was not directed by george clooney though i misspoke earlier when i said that but uh it's a really good funny movie about the government trying to develop this first earth battalion uh warrior monk fucking thing in the 70s and it's all true and it's very funny and it's very it's the it's the lighter side of this although they do touch on mk ultra shit um so yeah check that out it's a good primer and we'll hear your review of uh shin godzilla next week so yeah definitely we'll have movie time all right guys well we have a lot of work to do this coming week obviously uh we got a lot of updates that will come off of the news stories next week i'm not sure what the topic will be yet but we will figure that out but otherwise we will see you guys next wednesday